Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Our scripture this morning is from Matthew's Gospel. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to Jesus, said to the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard this, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've been thinking a lot about um, words this past week. Last week I asked you, you remember, um, you might not because you were sleeping, uh, I asked you what was the single most important word in Scripture, and you all spoke right up, kind of like Pentecostals. Uh, You spoke right up and you said things like love and Jesus. Afterwards, somebody said resurrection. Good words. All of them good words. It was a trick question, of course. There is no best word in all of Scripture. At least I don't think so. And if there is, I would say it's not with, but it's love. But um, it was a good exercise. It is a good exercise to be thinking about words that define Scripture. Uh, Our words matter. Every Friday, I try to share with you an emailer, and sometimes in those Friday emailers, I share something in a couple paragraphs of my heart and soul. Other times, it's just news. In every case, it's a reminder that Sunday's coming, and let's gather, sign, sign on or show up, and let's worship together. If you don't get those Friday emailers, stay after today and, and find a friendship pad and sign up. Put your email on it, and you'll, you'll start getting them. You only get them on Fridays. So to com- communicate love, we often use words, don't we? Words, they matter. I shared these words with you from the poet uh, Marjorie Sacer uh, on uh, Friday, and she captures what it's like to hear bad news from a beloved what it's like to hear bad news. And in this poem, we get an idea of what it's like to be in her heart as the poet tries to respond to this bad news, as she scrambles to find just the right words. 
I've already given too much away. Here's the point. It's called Bad News, Good News, Marjorie Caesar. I was at a camp in the country. You were home in the city, and bad news had come to you. You texted me as I sat with others around a campfire. It had been a test you and I hadn't taken seriously, hadn't worried about. You texted the bad news word, cancer. I read it in that circle around the fire. There was singing and laughter to my right and left, and there was that word on the screen. I tried to text back, but as often happened in that country, my reply would not send, so I went to higher ground. I stood on a hill above the river and sent you the most beautiful words I could manage. Put them together, each following each, under Ursa Major, Polaris, Cassiopeia, a space station, flashing. I said what had been said many times, important times, foolish times, those words soft-bodied humans say when the news is bad. The I love you we wrap around our need and hurl at the cosmos. Take this, you heartless nothing and everything. Take this. I chose words to fling into the dark toward you while the gray-robed coyote came out of hiding and the badger wandered the unlit hill and the lark rested herself in tall grasses. I sent the most necessary syllables we have after all this time, the ones we want to hear, I said, home. I said, love. I said, tomorrow. Words. Sometimes words are all we have and words matter. What's the most single, most important word in all of Scripture? With, service, hope, love. What's the best word to share in a moment of celebration? Kudos, cheers, congratulations, alleluia. And what's the most important word to share when you find out a loved one has cancer? The poet suggests three important words. Home, love, tomorrow. Words. Words are important. Words matter. And Jesus steps out of the words in Matthew's Gospel today, and He warns us to beware of words. Words are thin, and words are not enough. When He says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, He's referring to the empty words and the empty actions of worship in His day. Sacrificing lambs and singing praises don't matter one bit unless those words are, take shape in expressions of mercy. Jesus stands in the tradition of Hebrew prophets who've come before him. He's not saying one single thing that's new here, and his listeners understand this, and they see in his flesh the words they've heard from their upbringing. People like Amos who said, I hate, I despise your festivals, says the Lord, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. You remember this from chapter 5 of Amos? 
Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. But let justice roll down like water and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. It's not here that Jesus is saying worship doesn't matter. It's just that our worship matters only when it follows with acts of mercy. It's not that we shouldn't pull out our harps. It's just that we also should roll up our sleeves. Our words of faith, our words of love, and our songs of praise need to be expressed in action. As a wannabe poet and as a self-proclaimed wordsmith, I want to say, or I don't want to say, I do not want to say that our actions matter more than our words. I don't want to say our actions matter more than our words, but I think that's what Jesus is saying. And he agrees. It's a sad thing. I think Jesus is saying actions do, in fact, matter more than words. And for those who spend our lives working with words, that who has to come with a little bracing uh, slap. James might put it this way, and you know where I'm going with this. Faith without works is dead. He says, if, if a brother or sister comes to you and says, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I, I need clothing, and you say, go have a nice meal, and you say, be warm, and you say, God bless you, what good is that unless you take care of their need? Faith by itself, James says, without works is dead. In a few moments, we're going to share a litany. It's, it's in our bulletin. Judy will lead us. And we're going to ask God that we might not be content, that God will not allow us to be content with the second-hand faith, worshiping words and not the living word. We ask in this litany that our church be a prod to our imaginations, a shock to our laziness, and a source of power to do, to do God's will. Words matter. They really do. But actions matter more. I think that's true. I could be wrong. Uh, we could talk more about it. But in this sermon, actions matter more than words. Perhaps next week we're going to flip that around. I'm not sure. But I think that's what Jesus is saying here when he says... Um, I require mercy, not sacrifice. Here in Matthew's gospel, Jesus calls Matthew to follow. And Matthew didn't say, well, let me get out my journal and write, down, write, this, write something down about this. He, he, he got up and, and he followed right away. Now, we also might note, too, that Matthew did keep a journal. He did write stuff down. We know the stories of Jesus in part because of what Matthew did to share those stories in written form. He and editors later. But notice the action words in, in this movement. Jesus calls, Matthew got up, Matthew followed, Jesus sat down for dinner. Who did he sit down uh, to dinner with? But tax collectors and sinners. And just a few verses after this passage, Jesus is approached by a distraught leader in the synagogue who says, my daughter is dead. 
If you lay hands on her, she will live. And Jesus followed. He followed her. He didn't say anything so far. He just follows. You can read that later in, in this part of the gospel. He came to the leader's house. He saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion. He went in. He touched the girl by the hand. And she got up. Words matter. But actions matter more. If our words of faith aren't backed up by actions of mercy, what do our words even matter? Jesus seems to be saying, do something for God's sake. We might say, and rightly, well, we can't pure, cure people, Lord. We can't raise people from the dead. We can't make that kind of difference. And Jesus might say back to us, when's the last time you tried? May God help us. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.